I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is. You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome, everybody, to the best movies you've never seen. This is a podcast about movies, of course. Movies that I've seen many times. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the movie nerd of the duo. But I share the stage with my movie challenge friend, who's now becoming a little bit more movie savvy, uh, Trevor Long. Trev, how does it feel to be turning into a movie expert? A savant. A savant. movie savvy. savant. Um, I, I was thinking about how this would be in 10 years. Um, Mate, if you'll be we like Bill this, Collins in 10 would years. Would we need to rename? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it seems to me there's the enough. best movies you might not have seen. It maybe, seems yeah. to me there's enough movies that you could surprise, oh, yeah. them, surprise me every week Absolutely. for a decade. Absolutely. Well, this week we are watching War of the Worlds. Now, this is the version released in 2005 okay. starring Tom Cruise Directed by Steven Spielberg. So wow. quite a lineup, right? What a team. Yeah, right it's a headline there. straight away. Absolutely. Now, this is, of course, based on the H.G. Wells novel. H.G. stands for Herbert George, by the he way. He was in uh, The Time Machine. Time Machine. Yes. Boom. Well, that is also here. He wrote The Time Machine, which we've covered on the yes. show. The movie version with Rod Taylor, the original one, not the rubbish one. that Because I remember the name was actually on The Time Machine. H.G. Wells. Correct. Yep. Correct. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he, he wrote this novel. In 1898. What? War of the Worlds was written in 1898. Yeah, and of course has gone on. I guess on it would have a modern take, but the oh yeah. cons, the principles of well, the of movie. An invasion by yeah. an alien, a, aliens, and um, has wow. had several versions. There was a movie ma- version made in the 50s. Right. But the most famous version of it was the Orson Welles radio show. Oh, wow. Which was, there, there was, I think there was a, they made a movie of it called The Night That Panicked America. They thought the movie show, the radio show, was real. They thought oh, people were reporting on oh, actual... people were, see, yeah, this is back people in the were day tuning when, in. Like, yeah. not like now you're tuning in to watch The Block on a Sunday night, you tune yeah. in on, on Sunday night to listen to Orson yeah, Welles. Yeah, listen to The Wireless, This was the right? thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. So that, that was a, I remember they made a film called The Night That Panicked America. They thought people so were listening to it was, was about listening to yes. The War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's an interesting... But there's also been previous versions of the film, one version in the 50s of the movie. Mm-hmm. So this is the first really modern take of, of the film. Okay. And um, Steven Spielberg actually owns... One of the last copies of the Orson Welles radio script, the actual script, wow. he owns one of the last copies. He wanted to make this film in the back in the nineties, right. so he uh, it, he decided he, he said, right, let's make this movie. Then they released Independence Day. Remember, we've done that on the show. You know about the alien invasions, the big spaceships. Yep. And he thought, yeah, maybe let's shelve this for now. There's enough alien movies at the yeah, moment. Fair call. So he shelved it. Uh, he, he'd always wanted to work with Tom Cruise since they made Minority Report together. Okay. Minority Report was out in 2002. I need to see that, Steve. That's on our list. It's okay. coming. Well, mate, it's everything's coming. on our list. <laughs> it's coming. Um, and he decided, you know what, he, he enjoyed working with Tom Cruise at, the, at that point and said, right, we're going to do War of the Worlds in 2005. Interesting. Uh, now, how Steven Spielberg approached this movie, he said his, this movie is kind of a reflection on 9-11. 
and the the consequences of an attack. Of course, because it's after yeah, that. Right, an yes. attack on their country. So this is he he made it from the sense of right America or the world's under attack. What do we do? So it was. So it's, it's he a more made personal it thinking journey. that the people in it, the people yeah. in the city, would be thinking about it from the point of view of, of an attack. Of nine eleven. Right. So they're under attack again. Yep. Um, David Coep was hired to write the script, but before that, apparently uh, Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise had asked one young J.J. Abrams to write the script. Well, now in charge you know, of J- Star Wars, he, and stuff, well, Star yeah. Wars. But before that, he turned that down because he was working on a little pilot for a show called Lost. Oh right, you've wow. seen yeah, Lost. Yeah. Haven't you? well, I've seen so, most of it. Yeah, yes. yeah. so he, he that was around that time. Two thousand four was when Lost came out. Right. Righto. You've seen this, not seen this, heard about it. No, what are your impressions? I haven't seen it, and as I watched it, I realised I definitely haven't seen it. Right. But there's something, there's something in my childhood that that yeah. has War of the Worlds and also these tripod-like the things. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know if it was the, the day of the Triffids or something. I don't know. There's no, something no, in my head. There's the there's a show. I don't. I think it's been oriented a movie. It's a famous uh, John Christopher novel series called The White Mountains. And that's about tripods that invade right. tripods, yeah. Anyway, just there's something in my head about this, yeah. but but as I watched it, I realised, no, nah, I've got nothing. I've yeah. never the whole <laughs> concept, the whole plot, zero. Um, I was intrigued by the fact that uh, it was a remake, so that's why in my head yeah. I'm thinking maybe I saw a black and white thing. Yeah, but no, there's no, been uh, recently there's been a t- there's been a couple of TV series of it. So really? I, I'm talking like a couple of years ago. Right. Like uh, um, the, uh, there was one I think on um, it was on SBS, one on on streaming. Yep. So there's been a free to air and a streaming version. Uh, there's also a fan. One of my favourite vinyl records is War of the Worlds. It's a, it's a actual uh, with Richard Burton is the narrator. Famous, famous vinyl record. You, 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 you the, the soundtrack's excellent on it. I have the music's this amazing. That I have that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. But okay. uh, in uh, in terms of the the reaction to this movie, yep. the 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 funny thing with this movie is that it was actually they started filming. Just seven months before the movie was released, so what? for as massive production, seven months they hadn't even rolled a frame. They would they would spend yeah. seven months editing some movies. Well, now. that's right. So they had a pre-production phase that was just three months long, which is way shorter than normal. Yep. Filming was done over seventy-two days, spread out over four months. So what what Spielberg did was to finish all the all the effects. He'd made he filmed all the action sequences, all those first. So he said all, all the all the ah, action sequences okay, that yep. require CGI, film them so first. So they can be they give can be you more making time. those yeah. while we're filming other stuff. So the movie was done and dusted basically in ten months. Wow, which is way so short for a, a blockbuster movie of this kind. Now, there were dramas though. Spielberg said he's been uh, uh, right after making the movie. I don't know whether he still feels this way. Hmm. He said he will never make a movie with Tom Cruise again. <gasps> See, can I just say, mm. earlier when you said he worked with him on Minority Report yes. and then did this, yes. I thought to myself, I find that fascinating because two enormous names, and not because they're egos, but just talent-wise, they're oh, like yeah. creative geniuses, Mate, you right? you get those two names on your, on your movie, you're guaranteed a hit. But I also thought to myself, I wonder if it would be a clash of sorts. But then you said, no, no they worked together a second they time. So together. what happened this time? Well, apparently, uh, reasons for it was related to Tom Cruise's involvement with the Church of Scientology. Oh, so right. uh, apparently he tried to, rec- tried to recruit Mr. Spielberg, tried oh, to convert right. him. Yep. And, uh, and the other thing that really ticked him off was do you remember that famous couch jumping oh, yeah, Oprah. episode yep. that was to promote this movie oh he was on that was when he was just he just met Katie Holmes I think yes and he was there Spielberg was actually due to make an appearance with him but had had other couldn't couldn't had to drop out of the appearance uh-huh. so he was on his own representing the movie and that was that famous episode, which was date on wow. the twenty third of May, two thousand and five. Why did he jump? On Do you, the rem- you remember that? Do you remember? Oh, this? I mean, I, I know it's a story. Yeah, but he was why jumping because he, he was he was sort of you know he was like real in you know, in love with Katie and just you know drinking the Kool Aid and right. he uh, ever and from that moment a lot of people thought is this bloke for real? Or so what? Spielberg's gone. You know what? That whole yeah. Scientology recruitment and then this. Yeah, mate, then you're a, Yeah, you're yeah. Off the L- loose unit. So yeah, he thought. You know what? Maybe let's keep. I, I I don't know whether that's different now. Whether I, I don't think they've worked since. Why don't you send him a text? 
Yeah, <laughs> Tom Cruise. No, Spielberg. Well, Spielberg. Yeah, I got his number. Yeah. I got his number in my yeah, favorite. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I don't don't know the state of the relationship right now, yeah. but I don't I think they're think... independently doing very well. I think they really go on each other mate, sm- on a day to day basis. They're smashing it uh, individually, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think since then they've made a movie together. Wow. Whether they're still friends or not, we don't know. Anyway, this is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to take a deep dive into War of the Worlds, and if you haven't seen it. Be sure to check it out on Fetch. You can do that. You can uh, rent and buy uh, and stream thousands and thousands of movies on Fetch. And you can also uh, stream many um, channels. So the uh, the premium channels. And this is the thing. People think, oh, premium channels, ESPN, uh, Discovery Turbo, UK TV, some kids' channels. You think, oh, it's going to cost me this much and that much. The ultimate pack. The ultimate pack, which gives you, I think it's, I don't know, 30 or 40 channels, is 20 bucks a month. Just one pack, let's call it the Vibe Pack, $6 a month. And that gives you Edge, ESPN, Comedy Central, MTV, 6 bucks a month. There's other, um, shall we say, subscription TV providers that would never charge so such a small amount for one pack, let alone their entire channel package. So for, uh, free-to-air, uh, subscription channels, streaming platforms, you name it, they've got it. Streaming apps are all there. And I'm talking here, the list is endless. Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Prime, Paramount, Stan, Hey You, BritBox. There are so many different streaming platforms. And the beauty of Fetch, among all the things, is the universal search. You ask it to find a show, and it will find you that show on any platform. It will always find you the cheapest and best quality version of the show for you to watch. So if you've got a subscription, it won't ask you to pay. Brilliant stuff. A great update in recent months to Fetch. And if you haven't seen or tried Fetch, check them out at fetchtv.com.au. Ask your internet provider or check them out at major retail stores. All right. You've now seen the film. Yeah. Give us your first impressions. Without giving it, giving mm. the game away, what are your first impressions of this? Uh, um, my first impressions were good because it was, it, it was you know, real-life America style. I'm like, hey, yes, yes, this is real. <laughs> and then there was this whole, you know, uh, drama, and I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, <laughs> that, that edge of reality stuff started to push me. But it kind of grew on me, and I, I think what, I, what made me okay with this um, alien world or this alien invasion was I think it did feel real. I yeah. don't know. You sat yeah. thinking, well, this, yeah. I mean, not could this happen because it's, it's fanciful, but could it happen? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it it made it feel okay. There's some things that I, I pulled apart at the end, but uh, mate, overall, yeah, it grew on me. And mate, Tom Cruise, wow. Yeah, he can act. Like, let's he's be good. real. He's pretty good. Say what you like yeah. about it. <laughs> he delivers. The bloke yeah. delivers. Absolutely. What's your tweet going to say then? A tweet on this one is, uh, don't listen to Orson Welles. Uh, enjoy Tom Cruise. Uh, War of the Worlds. <laughs> Is an escape from reality, but uh, a potential vision of fear for the future. I went to the premiere of this. Really? Yeah, Sydney, but Tom Cruise wasn't there. Oh, yeah, dodgy. He brushed us this time. Yep. And I've seen it several times since, of course. Let's talk about the cast. And, of course, Tom Cruise plays yep. Ray Ferrier. Uh, he was in Top Gun, which we've done. It doesn't strike me as a Ray, <coughs> but anyway. He's a Ray. Top Gun, we've done that. Minority Report, we're going to do that. That's with Spielberg. Risky business, we've done, done and you—I I was offended that you didn't like that as much as you should have. <laughs> Mission Impossible, we've also done yeah. recently, and I've seen the new one, uh, and you've seen the new one. Uh, Dakota Fanning, how good was she? The, the, his daughter plays Rachel, the young young actress. Oh yeah, you've seen her. She was in a movie which is on our list too, called Man on Fire, okay. opposite Denzel Washington. Denzel. Great movie. I'd like to watch some Great Denzel movies. Oh, we've got you. a few Denzels okay. coming up. She was also in Twilight as well, Dakota okay. Fanning. Yeah. Justin Chatwin plays Robbie, his son. Yep. Um, and he was in Dragon Ball Evolution, which I've not seen. The Invisible, which I have seen, not a bad show. He was in the TV series Weeds. And he was also in a movie called The Walk, which was based on the Frenchman who walked the tightrope between the two oh, World yeah. Trade Centers. So I've yep. seen it. Well, I think, um, I'm trying to remember who directed that, but it wasn't was a bad movie, but he's in that. Based on a complete fruit loop. Yes. I mean, who does that? Well, it was a true story. Yeah, oh, I know. Tim Robbins, did you recognise him? I did. Him? I'm like, oh my god, it's yeah. it's it's Shawshank. Yeah, let's Sha- go. Har- Harlan Ogilvy, uh, he plays Shawshank Redemption, which we've done. He was in the Player, which we've done. Yeah. He won an Oscar for Mystic River, which we're going to do. He was opposite Sean Penn. Great cast, great movie. Mm. And uh, this also reunites him. I don't know how well you remember Tom well, to- Top Gun. Oh, okay, yep. Tim Robbins was in Top Gun. Oh, right. Do you remember? This, well, no, this brings sorry, them together. All I could think was Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. Exactly. Which we hear Morgan Freeman's voice. I'll yes. show you that. But this is, do you remember when in Top Gun, when Goose dies, yeah. spoiler alert, 
um, that he's the rear that he gets is Tim, Tim Robbins. Yeah, so this right. is, brings them back together okay. again. First time together there since Top go. Gun. Yeah. Did you recognise Aussie actress Miranda Otto? She plays his ex-wife, ex-wife. Mary Ann. Remember, no, pr- pregnant at the start? No. Yep. So she's Australian, Miranda okay. Otto. Yeah. Hey, she was in Lord of the Rings. Oh, mate, oh, if yeah. she came here to sell <laughs> cakes, I'd be like, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> You wouldn't know who she is. Yeah. Well, according to... You know, like to one of those <laughs> prank shows where they're like, let's get a Hollywood superstar to do this. I'd be like, yeah, yeah no, thanks. Lost on Trev. Lost. <laughs> it'd, yeah. be, it'd be hilarious, actually. My inability to recognise and remember oh, people that'd be would funny. be wild. That'd be funny. There's an either an idea for a show. <laughs> now, according to an interview with Miranda Otto yep. in the extras on the disc, she initially turned the part down because she oh. says, Stephen, I'm pregnant. And he said, "That's good, perfect. We'll change the script so you can still be pregnant." Yeah. And in so they changed it for her. He yeah. wanted her that badly. He said she changed the script to incorporate the pregnancy. Wow. Cool. And you know what? It fitted yeah. too. It was perfect. Absolutely right. Before we dive into the run through, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is High Sense. You know what? You can source the movie on Fetch, but to watch it on a big screen, a high-sense TV, their new mini LED technology really has to be seen to be appreciated. It is a massive jump from from last year's series of TVs. All of their TVs now have the mini LED backlight. So the backlight is really tiny little LED lights that create so many more. We're talking thousands of dimming zones so that your contrast and clarity really takes a step up. So it's brilliant color accuracy, really gives you a great experience. Contrast, color, the whole thing. The Mini LED is available, as I said, not only on the the top model, which is the Mini LED X, yep. but Mini LED technology is available throughout the entire range. So whether you're buying the, the entry-level models or even the flagships, you're getting Mini LED technology. Plenty of choices for you there. You're also getting Dolby Vision IQ, HDR10+, so the dynamic tone mapping. So the if you're watching this in 4K, which I rec- highly recommend you do, then you're seeing fantastic color representation and clarity, all the detail in the dark areas of the, of the picture and the light areas of the picture as well. On the sound side, you're also getting a great, great quality as well with uh, Dolby Atmos 4.1.2 surround on the Mini LED X models as well. So sounds as good as it looks. And of course, if you're into your gaming, the gaming mode, there's variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, and the HDMI ports at 120. So 4K at 120 hertz really is a game changer. Uh, if you're watching sport too, sport with the Motion Pro, the the motion smoothing really makes sport. It's like you're actually there. So that fast motion of sport and even action movies, you really takes advantage of those features. And of course, one thing to remember: all high sense TVs, whether it's the entry level or the flagship, all come with a three-year warranty. Very uh, one of the only companies to offer three-year warranty. So if you're thinking of a TV, that there will give you some peace of mind. Get down to a store, stand in front of one, check it out for yourself. Or if you want to find out more, check out their website, highsense.com.au. Well, I love the movie because it starts with a little bit of an explanation. No one would have believed in the early years of the 21st century that our world was being watched by intelligences greater than our own. That as men busied themselves about their various concerns, They observed and studied. The way a man with a microscope might scrutinize the creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. With infinite complacency, men went to and fro about the globe, confident of our empire over this world. Yet, Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. And slowly and surely drew their plans against us. That's fascinating because it's a de- it gives the whole thing away. <laughs> When well, you, when you listen back to it, there's an invasion happening. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. like they drew their plans against us. Yeah, I understand, understand that. But as a viewer, first time round, yeah. that just all washed over me. Ah, like so. Okay, the, but it spells out 
the movie yeah, here for you. What's going right? to happen? Yeah, what's, what's going to happen? Not how it ends. It's controversial yeah. take. Yeah. Entirely unnecessary. You reckon? Entirely unnecessary. Well, I think. It's, but here's it was, here's why yeah. you do it. Firstly, you're any director, and you can get Morgan Freeman, yeah. Freeman to read a monologue. <laughs> yes. Put him in the Secondly, movie. I reckon. Put him in. I the... think it's a nod to the radio. Yes. Play. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the all the series and the album. All have that that famous intro, right? To sort of say, yeah, we were being studied and and from from across the across just, space. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a really nice nod to oh yeah, the I think history I think so of this, too, yeah. which is uh, you know the Orson Welles radio yeah. play. Plus, it was a really bit. good play into because while that voiceover was happening, you see sort of you know shots of cities and men going about their business and men yeah. and women going about their business. And then at the end of it, you see then the credit, the, the name of the movie, War of yeah. the Worlds, comes up on the screen. Pretty dramatic. Uh, now, the first thing we see is Ray uh, working a dock crane. Did you see this? He's on the, he's, yeah. on, he's a dock. What Didn't do, what expect that. Stevedore, is that what they're called? Oh, Stevedore, yeah, that yeah. is the name, yeah. So he's uh, working the dock crane, and he just just as he's getting out the crane, he's asked to put in a bit of OT. Ray! Perry! Whoa! I need you back in four instead of 12. I got half a career coming uh, in. No, 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 I can't. I'm on a 12-hour blow. Call Tedesco. Tedesco can't move 40 containers in an hour. Hey, wait a second. I, I got to have somebody can do double picks. Wait a second. Can you help yourself? Goddamn union regulations. Come on, I'm in a position here. <laughs> right? You remember the union regulations, Sal? You know what your problem is? I can think of a couple of women be happy to tell you. <laughs> so, uh, but it's we... interesting because that as soon as he said that, oh, my folks, I worked at a government broadcaster for a while, and yeah. they had very strict rules yeah, around yeah. shifts and stuff. Yep. And you know, twelve-hour like blow, eleven yeah, and yeah. a half-hour break between shifts. Because one of my first jobs was to Ele- write how eleven, 11 and, and a half, half hours. Not twelve. Don't know. Okay. Um, one of my first jobs was to write an electronic roster that would allow uh-huh. us to very easily see when there was uh, illegal shift breaks. Yep. And so I went, that's an elite. And then he said it. <laughs> He's uh-huh. like, oh, that's totally. I think, yeah, yeah. I, when I worked at the telly, when I was uh, when I was uh, in the union, I think there was a, I think it was a 10-hour or 12. I think it might have even been a 12-hour. So yeah, if you right. finished at 6 p.m., you couldn't start before 6 a.m. the yeah. next day. So you yeah. needed to. Yeah. whole idea is you meant to, you meant you meant to be to get rested. A, get a sleep. Yeah, yeah no, get a sleep in. Uh, anyway, he heads off, drives home in a fancy car for a guy who works on the docks. Yeah. We'll, we'll explain later what that is. Goes home to Bayonne, New Jersey. Yep. Finds his ex-wife, played by our Aussie actress Miranda Otto, and her new husband and kids waiting for him. Uh, we, we we sort of get a brief intro to the missus and to the daughter and the son. The son's sort of a bit of a rebel. Oh, you know what? I reckon he was really well cast. There. Yeah, really tension. well cast because he, he anno- I've got to be, admit, he he gets annoying. I, I find him annoying during this early part of the movie. But that's his job. Yeah, I know. Well, you're meant to, as, a, as a father, yeah, he's annoying. You're meant yeah. to be annoyed by yeah, him. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I don't know the history of what happened. There's no backstory that we know of between them, what yeah, happened. But that's Obviously, the, they've him and his missus have separated. They've got two kids together. There's there's acrimony. So it's, yeah, and yeah. I, think, I think what you're meant to take from it is, A, he's a teenager. Yeah. Teenagers can be pains in the bum. And B, yeah. he's not a massive fan of his dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, anyway, we we, find, we we get a bit of a snapshot of his life. I think at the start he says, oh, weren't you supposed to be here at 8.30, 8? So he's, I don't know if he's a bit of a flake or not. Is he, yep. He's not very reliable maybe. We find that he's, uh, there's a car engine in the lounge room that he's putting together. Very wild. Yeah, great great surroundings for children. Yeah. Um, and the and, mother, But the yeah. mother walks through, sees all this yeah. stuff, a bit grumpy, but couldn't give a rats. Yeah. Because she wants to get out and be with her new new blow. Yes. And uh, he she also explains that the son has a paper due Monday. Make sure he does it. Yep. Um we see then the tension is seen pretty clearly right here when they go out to play catch in Ooh, the yeah. backyard. There he is. Boston. Doing <laughs> a red sauce. There it hat. is. <laughs> Just a piece of be? Off. And he's got a white Yankees cap on. Yeah. yeah. The New Yorkers. Yeah. Careful with that throw. Whatever, Ray. Mom says you got a report due on Monday, so you're gonna work on that one done here. Yeah, I'm almost finished. I just gotta type it up. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah? What do you know, Ray? Everything. Haven't you heard between me and my brother? We know everything. What's the capital of Australia? <laughs> it's what my brother knows. <laughs> Okay with you if I just laugh the first 500 times you tell that one. Just do your report. We don't send you to school so you can flunk out. You don't pay for it, Tim does. 
Let's have what I got. You're an asshole. Hate coming here. Why you act like such a dick? Felt that. Yeah, in the window. He intentionally moves and doesn't catch so the ball. It just shows that he really knows how to press his dad's buttons. Eh? He goes, you don't pay for it, Tim does. And you know, there's, there's, I think the, even the fact that he's got the Boston cap on to say it to, and to his New York Yankees cap on, it's like. Mate, the first, as a, as a, base, and, as a baseball yeah. dad, that would be like if I, yeah. you know, Jackson came to visit me even after he left home just as an yeah. as a adult and he came home wearing a New York Yankees hat because I'm at, we're a Dodgers <laughs> family. Dodgers, yeah, I'd wow. be like, dude, what are you what doing? What the hell are you and doing? And where yeah. do you think you're sleeping tonight? Yeah. <laughs> the daughter, though, p pipes up here saying, look, that's not how you're going to get through to him. Yeah. And she says, he she, says, what are you, my mother or his? Like, she's <laughs> wise beyond her years, oh, absolutely. this beautiful yeah, yeah. little girl. <laughs> but then Ray, don't forget, Ray's worked all night and he's he needs to go to bed. So he tells, look, go, I'm going to sleep. You get some food, whatever, do whatever you got to do. Um when he wakes up, though, he finds out that Robbie has left in his Mustang. Remember, he's yeah. driving a Mustang. Just taking or his was dad's it, was car. Was Mustang? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Mustang. And he uh, he heads out to see what's happening, but then he finds people outside gathered, looking at an unusual storm pattern. Yeah. So, and it's when they pan yeah. up and look at the sky. I think it's really well done uh, CGI wise because mm. it's not just a storm. You can immediately see yeah. this is unusual lightning, beyond but no everything. Thunder. Yeah, there's yeah. that. Plus, it's circular, but there's yeah. no uh, and the funnel. wind. The wind's blowing towards it yes. as well. It's all did very you, strange. Did you know? Did you see the people that were outside on their their cameras, their phones? Mm. So what the production did, the producers hired people on the street to come. Come, they said, look, Tom Cruise is going to be here. You come, bring your cameras. So they wanted everyone with their cameras to take a photo of him during the scene. So it's like they're photographing not him but the sky. Yeah. So they said, well, come and take photos. So that encouraged the extras to visit the set. Brilliant. Yeah, so Brilliant. really smart. So then the crazy lightning storm uh, come, starts up. The daughter's, uh, she's a little bit scared. And the, and that was one thing that he missed here. The wind blowing towards yeah. the storm rather yeah. than away from it. That was unusual. Um, lightning strikes nearby, and then they find that all the electronics and all their watches. Remember, he looks at his watch and it it's stopped. All just stopped. Yeah, we'll I'll talk more about that watch later. Um, he decides, look, you know what? I'm going to go investigate because don't forget, his son's taken off in his car, and so he heads out, and then he finds his son outside. Jesus, the car just stopped, and you're okay. The uh, are you okay? Hit you all right? Walk away over and over again. You all right? And me and this other guy, we climbed Where the hell did you go? Over on Lincoln Avenue. Did you see it? You saw the lightning? Were you near yeah, it? Yeah, 26 times we counted over and over again. The lightning started to hit. Yeah. It opened up this like hole or something. I don't know. Times? Yeah. Okay. You're okay? Yeah. Good. All right, well, your sister is in the house. And I want you to go in that house and I want you to stay with her. Okay? The next time you take my car with no driver's license and no permission, I call the cops. <laughs> So Fair we're in enough. the middle of the world's weirdest storm. Something yeah. strange is happening, and he still has the uh, oh, yeah. wherewithal to well, know, I, yeah. discipline. Oh, I like well, it. If your son took off in your car without your permission or without a license, would you be saying, mate? There'd be a fair drama. Would there be drama? Yeah. Good on you. As Ray's heading to investigate, he goes past a mechanic, and they notice that nothing is working. No yeah. cars, nothing. Man, was it dead? All of them. Everything. Look at this. Start is right. Lightning hit it? Not even close. I thought if I changed it, you, you got any idea what's going on? No, I'm on my way to find out. Try to uh, change the solenoid, please. The solenoid, right. That's what I said. I told you that. The solenoid. Do you know what a solenoid is? I don't. I, know, I mean, yeah, I know it exists, but yeah. yeah. So do you reckon that was, is it? Like, I uh, hope it's to do with the electrical energy or something to do with the car because of the, yeah. like, EMF or whatever. There's, yeah, the that, that appears off. to be what happened, hey? Anyway, now I'm looking it up. They head into <laughs> town, and they're all gathered around a rather large hole created by the lightning. A solenoid converts electrical energy into mechanical work. There you go. So that makes perfect sense. Okay, there you go. But wouldn't the solenoid spare part have been fried as well in the EMF? I know. There's hey, hey, plot, hey! Plot point. Plot holes. But, you know, plot plot holes. <laughs> we'll talk later. There's a few more, but what happens? They head downtown, see this hole in the ground, hear the rumble under the street. They think is there, is there a subway under here? Yeah. Not. And so they're wondering what's going on. And did you? I loved how the building started to crack and move. And oh, it's all, it was all that was some, great, great work. That was some brilliant effect yeah. because the way this thing kind of the it looks, road it's like, is cracking. It's like that. roots uh, of a tree, yeah. uh, you know, in real time, growing out and cracking the the pavement, and then yeah. cracking a building, and then the whole building breaks away. It's like an, you're trying to work out: is there an earthquake going on here? Yeah. Like no, 
What is about to happen? Let me put it to you this way, as a first-time viewer. Yeah. What is You're about to happen? What's going on? Had no idea. Yeah, good. No That's idea. Good. That's what's what it's meant to be. Yeah. I love the bit where the car falls in the hole, and then suddenly it's spat out again. It just <laughs> just lands right near right near where Tom Cruise is. And then this machine rises up out of the ground. You see, I love how the legs came out first and smashed the car next to Tom Cruise, and then it sort of slowly drew itself up, and you you you, you see bits and pieces of, of the machine. Yeah, before he reveals yeah. the whole thing. And yeah. as people, what I love about Spielberg, so he doesn't just go put the camera on it. You're looking at it. So I love how the, in this particular scene you're seeing the reflection. Like there's a guy standing next to a car, and you see the reflection in the windscreen of the machine. So you're getting both views at the same time. Is this the, the bit time? also where there's a guy with a camera? Camera, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, hole, I don't, I don't know why working. that's still working. Yeah. <laughs> but that there's all these little things. He's and, like, and, I want a camcorder in it. Yeah. They're saying it shouldn't be working. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> don't worry about it. So yeah, we we see finally this three-legged machine rise up out of the ground, and everyone's staring up at this thing, and it makes this distinctive sound. <laughs> Now you want to hear another like Australian. You want to wow. hear another Australian connection to this movie. Yeah, that sound was of the warning horn, was created using a digitally enhanced didgeridoo. Wow! For that sound. Okay. Yeah. So they enhanced it digitally, but it's initially a didgeridoo, didgeridoo sound. That's brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Right. Oh, now what happens is it starts. Uh, these little arms pop out of the top, and it starts zapping people and turning them to dust. Not just like and <laughs> yeah, this just is, again. As not their clothes, though, mind you, just their bodies. As an effect, yeah. This is so well executed because oh boy. you see it for the first time, you think, "What just happened?" And then you see it again <laughs> in close. Like there's yeah. even close-up versions of yeah. it. Like he's running, out, and yeah, these people are turned to dust. Yeah. Their and physical it, body, but not their clothes. He's I love how Ray dust. Ray sidesteps. Ray seems to miss every single one of them. Sidestepping left and right while yeah. people are get disintegrating all around him. Oh, did you like the bit where there was a woman running in front of him? She gets zapped, and he runs through her dust cloud. Wow! Gets covered, in, covered dust. in dust. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was inspired by nine eleven. I was going to say. Do you remember when all the people a, covered in dust? That's right. It had that nine eleven feeling to that it. That yeah. was uh, that's that's what that that inspired by. Anyway, he uh, he gathers his thoughts and he sees this big machine walking by and he's thinking, well, I've got to get home. He's thinking, my kids are at home. I've got to get back to them. So he's he's just in shock. He gets back to them. Uh, he's all covered in the dust, of course. And he he says, he, his kids, did you like the bit where he's, he's under the, he's sort of, sort of, he, he's he's sort of shell-shocked just and just his, think daughter, about what he's his daughter touches him and he sort of reacts to it yeah, like yeah, something's yeah. happened. And so he runs home. The kids are like, what's going on? Right? Yeah. The kids are seeing and hearing all this storm activity. Yeah. They haven't been outside. He's just witnessed the deaths of hundreds of people. Yeah. And they're like, Dad, what's happening? And so he says to them, we're leaving this house in 60 seconds. Get gather. He gave, gave Robbie a box, put every, all food in here, yeah. we're out of here. And so he walk, they walk out of the house and back to the garage and Manny, the, the remember, he goes, yeah, that what that solenoid thing worked, mate. You're a genius. And he he goes into the van. He gets in the van. Gets in that same. Manny van. goes, hang on a minute. What the hell? What are you going on here? And he says to Ray, he says, mate, get out of the car. What the hell do you think you're doing? And he He's says, maybe he says, yes, mate, get in the car or you're going to die right now. And then the daughter starts panicking. And then behind them, all the destruction starts. They drive off, and in the in the side mirror, you see Manny gets zapped and turned to dust as well. Wow. So you're thinking, holy hell. So here we go. This this bit now, right? They're in the van. Yeah. They've got the only working car, apparently, in the whole area. Yeah. Now, if you take a close look at how this was shot, mm. the camera is going in and out and around the van. I don't know how he did it. It's remarkable. He's driving the whole time. The camera is in front of it. Behind it, inside it, outside it again, remarkable. And the kid, uh, his son, is asking, what the hell's going on? we got maybe like the only working car around here. I'm not stopping until we're clear of it. Clear of what? <laughs> what go. the hell is going on? You saw, we're under attack! By <laughs> who? is attacking us? Rachel, Rachel, keep it down. Rachel, Rachel, shut up, Rachel! Look, I'm driving, do something! So remember this bit where his son... The son goes, listen, this is your safe space. Yeah, because he, goes, oh, he, he turns she, around and has yeah, this Yeah, he, he calms it down. Yeah, there's a little, little uh, procedure that he, a uh, little routine. Uh, so they, what, they, the, what they intended to do at this point was to drive to uh, his ex and the, her new husband's place yep. nearby. 
they turn up and uh, no one home. Drives to the exes, no one home. They go yeah. in. It's unlocked. I, Beautiful. They home. had a key, I think. Yeah, yeah. nice house. Um, they go inside and he, he says, oh, let's make sandwiches and whatever that. And he goes, look, let, well, let's stay here. We'll wait for them to come back. They said, look, they hear they hear the storm and like storm and noises outside. They decide to go down to the basement or I think even the utility, which is below the basement. Yep. And uh, they spend the night there. A lot of sounds and noises there. And the girl, little girl's terrified. Next morning. Oh, this is, this is mate. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wild scene because he walks up. And yeah. it's very, again, very well shot. He's walking up the stairs of a basement. And it's like a it's like a side shot. So you can you can see him and one wall. Yeah. Walks out. There's still the wall of the house. Yeah. But then it's a pan. That's all that's yeah. left of the it house. It pulls back and there's nothing left of the house it's but that. wild. Yeah. And so we discover that a plane has crashed in the neighbourhood. Oh, my God. It's enormous. Demolished nearly every house in the neighbourhood, uh, but yet their van is untouched. The van is still okay. Uh, and, uh, That's a very ha- good yeah, point. The van is oh, fine. Another thing I didn't notice, yeah. but yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> but that was actually a the an actual out-of-use Boeing 747 they used. Where is this filmed? And uh, Universal Studios. So is you've, that, was if it, you've is done it the, there? Yeah. If you've yeah, done the backlot the tour, there, yeah. you've done the backlot tour, you'll see... The sec- as soon as you go past the psycho house on the backlot tour, mm. that's when the plane, that's where the plane crash area is. Right. I wore, I did the is it VR- used for other things as well. Other plane oh, they, they've, they've filmed, they've filmed like music videos and stuff there, and I don't know if it's used for other films, but that was where they cut up the the seven four seven. They yeah, they right. just dissected wow. it, awesome. put it there, put the wreckage all around it. I actually did the VIP tour in January this year, yeah. and that's one of the stops where you can actually walk, stop, get off the bus, and walk around. Oh, wow. I was walking around all the wreckage. Yeah, it was amazing. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah, worth worth looking at uh, on the Universal Tour. As soon as you see the Psycho House, that's the next part of it. Uh, there, w- When he comes out of the house, I think the kids are still inside, but he's sort of wandering around. He sees he sees a guy, like a TV guy. He, we find out he's a, he's a cameraman who uh, is, like, trying to scrounge he's, food he's like off the plane. He's, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's pulled out of the plane a, uh, yeah. a, 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 a trolley of food. Are you a passenger? He's deaf. The shell went off right beside him. Camera on his shoulder saved his life. You hear that, Max? Your stupid camera saved your stupid life. Where were you? Out there in the Pine Barrens. We were attached to a National Guard unit. The 83rd mechanized. They moved on one of those things around midnight. Got some kind of shield around them. You can't see it, but everything we fire at them detonates too early before we can get close enough to cause any damage. When they flash that thing, Everything lights up like Hiroshima. There's more than one. You gotta be kidding me, right? We were feeding New York, but New York went dark. So we patched over to DC, they went down. LA, Chicago, uplinked to London. Even called affiliates to try to get them to catch the feed, but nobody answers. It's the same everywhere. Once the tripods start to move, no more news comes out of that area. Wild. Yeah. Love this because Tom, at this point, or Ray, you know, he's, he's seen this one tripod. It's causing all this destruction. Mm. And now he talks to this woman and he's like, there's more than there's one. More than one yeah. She's like, you kidding me? Yeah. Like, she's been in the thick of it. Yeah. Plus, this is where you start to realize this whole 9-11 thing. It's like, yeah. okay, there's talk of we're under attack. They've, they've, the military's out. Mm. You know, it's it's no holds barred in yeah. response to these things. But I like how in in the back of the van she puts a tape in and shows oh the light and she goes oh yeah I saw I saw we have to talk about the lightning story. yeah I saw that he goes yeah you ain't seen this check this out you ain't seen nothing yet I saw that storm I was right in the middle of one of those. Oh, you didn't see it like this. Those machines come up from under the ground, right? So that means they must have been buried here a long time ago. So who's driving the goddamn things? Watch the lightning. Watch it. Watch the lightning. Keep watching the lightning. What is that? That is them. They come down in capsules, riding the lightning into the ground, into the machines, right? You hear that? We're getting the hell out of here. So did you see that? It showed like yeah. a, it showed a like pointy a, a, capsule. Like a little pod. Yeah, it's like a mis- looked like a missile that goes yeah. into the ground. And then, then they, because as she said, he goes, they must have buried those things here a long time ago. And mm. now they've come to pilot come to, them. Come to bring them up. Can you believe that? So anyway, the uh, Ray packs up the van. They said, right, 
we're going to go to Boston because remember his wife mentioned yeah. earlier they're going been to the wife's place. house in New York, but yeah. she's gone to Boston, yeah. so we're off. So we're out of there. Um, so uh, they decide, you know what? Uh, they decide to stop. This was a pretty powerful scene too because Rachel says, "Look, I need to go to the toilet. I need to pee." And they decide, okay, go here. And he goes, go where I can see you. And she says, are you crazy? So she heads right down to the river. Did you notice this, this bit? Is, mate, this is yeah, a body, horrific. A body floats past. And then hundreds of and bodies. And then, yeah, then, whoa. And then as she's seeing that, Ray comes and covers her eyes and takes her away. And she's starting to panic again. Yeah. But here's the bit where I'm thinking, what a goose the kid is, right? The son. The army drives past. And he goes, take me with you. I want to come with you. And he goes, what? Ray says, are you joking? Your 13-year-old sister's here with you. You're going to go, just leave us. Yeah, but I... So what I took from that was it's that... He wants to get involved. It's that sense of, I want to help. It's like, why did 16-year-olds try and sign up to to fight in World War One and Two? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. So, I don't... Look, I genuinely don't think that there's many of them around today that would do it, but there there would be some, and maybe all of the hate in his life He's thinking, well, I'm just going to go and fight these things. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Anyway, after that, Ray tells him basically, look, pull your head in. Think of your little sister. So they they make it. They they decide what they need to do here is cross the Hudson I'm River. Not sure the little sister ever gets to pee there, but anyway, move on. Well, I don't know whether she just did it. she was frightened where she just did it. She might have just done it. <laughs> she might have just done. Yep. Um, they now have to go to the Hudson Ferry because they've got to cross the Hudson River. Yep. So if you if your um, geography is right. You got to go. I think New York. They're, is they're going up here. north. They got to go. They got to go, go, go north and then got to the west. The, cross the Hudson. Yeah, um, because there ain't any planes flying around, are they? Or not anymore. So they uh, they they're heading to the ferry, and this is where all the people oh, are gathered, man. of course. And everyone's banging on the car, and the, the daughter says, "Why are they doing that?" He goes, "Well, they're the only working car." People are thinking, "You know, I want it." Mm. Uh, they end up stopping, and the, they I think someone smashes the front windscreen and yep. tries to come in and. Ray comes out, fires his gun, and he goes, all I want is, look, where's my son or my daughter? Everyone jumps in. But then you see a bloke turn around. Like, it was really well how the camera the camera pans around, and then you suddenly see the bloke just got a gun to Tom Cruise's head. Okay, man, now listen. Put down the gun. I'm taking the car. My daughter's in the car. Put down the gun. I'm Please. taking the car, man. Well, Put down the goddamn gun! Well, where's my daughter? I'm taking a car, Please, man. Please, just hold my daughter. Please, let me, let me just take my daughter. Can I, all I want is my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead, man. Take, take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robbie. So the guy takes the car. He takes the car. He's a genius. He's got a gun. He takes the car. Ray and his and his family go into this diner where no one yeah, else is because yeah. everyone else is going into the onto the ferry. Yeah. And they look out the window and old mate with a car. Well, someone yeah. else just someone else shoots him. him. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Didn't get very far. Now the race to the ferry is on. Uh, as they're heading towards the boat, this was a good shot where they look back up the hill and there's the the one of the tripods sitting standing on top of the hill. It does its chilling horn sound and it's mm. chaos. They thought, right, they're all rushing onto the ferry, and that I think they they see a friend of theirs and they happen to she gets left behind. They try to sneak on, they get on, but the friend doesn't get on. Yes. Um. So they're on the boat now. And to be honest, yeah. Ray gives it one second look and then goes, "Look, I got to look after sorry, my mate. family." Yeah, sorry, I'm out. Um. They get on the ferry and the they're thinking they're safe. Yeah. But what happens? Tripod comes out of the water. Absolutely. Capsizes the ferry. Just so it's pandemonium. It capsizes. They have to swim. But here's the part too, where we start seeing the tripods are now plucking people out of the water. Yeah. So before they were zapping them. Yes. Now they're capturing. This is the them. first time we've seen them yeah. being captured. Yes. So we're thinking, okay, that's interesting. They come. Um, they they get out. They right, they swim to the shore, and uh, this is the part now where they come to that. So they get they walk offshore. They're walking towards this point. And this is obviously this. This there's like a battle going on. There must be some tripods. The army's there. Yeah, because it's like yeah. just the, it's the crest of a hill, and yeah. it is a bit you know Gallipoli like where you're like there's something massive happening on the other side of that hill. Yeah. Um. You know, there's like a war going on, on the other side of that hill. So they're like, hang on, we don't we want to we want to stay back. Yep. But I think um Robbie the son is yeah. dead keen to. He says, oh look, I want to go. Like because because he tells his daughter, you stay here. Robbie's a racing hand. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I do, your sister's here. He can't explain it, and, and Robbie's just telling him, let me go. I'm not letting you do this. You can hate me. You can hate let me, go. but I love you. Let I'm not go. letting you do this. Dad. I can't. No, please. It's going to be okay. You need to go. No, 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 no
has to make let him go, doesn't he? Because well, he's forced his daughter because was going to be taken some away. Some woman yeah. and husband, some man and woman are yeah. trying to take concern for the daughter. They're yeah, concerned yeah. about her, and then Ray says, "Look, no, she's my daughter." And he literally, you see the shot. He literally lets go of him, and he, he has to rushes choose. away to see what he's got to see. Let's Robbie go yeah. over the hill, and and then know. a second later, though, you see all the Hummers and all the aircraft come back over the hill, all aflame. In flames, and so you're thinking, you're assuming he's dead. Yeah, straight yeah, away he's gone. dead, yeah. and, and he's now just got his daughter to look after. As they're running down the hill, there's a guy with his holding up a rifle, uh, sort of offering shelter, and Ray and Rachel decide to head into uh, his like basement. Like a little basement, yeah. This is uh, where we meet uh, Tom, Tim, Roberts. Tim Robbins' character. And he this character is actually a combination of three separate characters from the novel. They've made it into uh, one. Okay. Yeah, so um, the the... The, the three characters in the in the in the novel were the curate. He gets trapped in the house with the main character. There's an artillery man, and there's also the uh, the a friend of the narrator. So his name's Ogilvy. So it's sort of three characters in one, but the the basics are the same. And we find that he's he's got he's not he's a sandwich short of a picnic here, but yeah. he's also got very strong opinions on what's happening. I got water. Food enough for weeks. You're welcome to stay, both of you. Sorry. I'm get some sleep. Those machines, those tripods they got, they buried them right under our feet. Since before the, there were even people here. We've been planning this for a million years. Or beat the shit. Please. My daughter. Think about it. They defeated the greatest power in the world in a couple days. Walked right over us. And these are only the first. They'll keep coming. This is not a war any more than there's a war between men and maggots. This is an extermination. See, he, you're right, he's cuckoo, but he's, I don't, I don't think at this point, he's you a know, realist you too. Know, he's realistic. Cuckoo. You think yeah. he's just absolutely affected by yeah. what he's seen. He's desperate, and mm. yeah, he's, 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 I get, he's actually more aware of the scenario yeah. than most are at this well, point. Well, he's being realistic about it, but also you can tell he's maybe something's happening where he's trying to tunnel out of his own yeah. basement. This is, that's the point where he started yeah. thinking, this bloke's off his chops. And Ray's concerned. Ray says, look, keep quiet. He says he's got enough food and, and yeah. water to get by. Why aren't you just building, just, just sit essentially building your shelter? But yeah. he's digging away, this idiot. So I love the bit there where they're in the basement and the probe comes down. You know, that little that thing with like a it's camera like a on the front. Yeah. yeah, Comes down and uh, three aliens also appear to take a look around. But uh, our man is still gibbering and getting ready to use his shotgun. Ray, he's, he's scared of, of making any noise. It's going to endanger him and his daughter. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a scenario happening here. Not my blood. 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 Be quiet. They drink us. Please. They drink us. They'll hear you. And they spray us. Oh, I've got fertilizer. you got to be quiet. Drink us and... going to come back down to me. Spit us out all of the goddamn red wheat. Do you understand what I'm going to have to do? I can't let my daughter die because of you. This tunnel will get us to the city. So this you, know, is, you, you know what he's talking about with the yeah, red? Yeah, because this is the point where Ray had looked outside. You see all the red weeds? And there's, yeah. there's red weeds and, and, and it splatters. There's a bit of a splatter yeah. at, at one point. It's on Ray. It's like, blood. It's blood. It's blood. Yeah. It's the, these, so we've gone from these things just being tripods walking the earth um, now and coming out of the water. Yeah. Now they're, they're kind of... They're roots. They're they're making yeah. literally making roots. But they're capturing the, the one, ground. He looks out the window and sees a man and gets one of sucked them up. Gets, gets he gets stabbed with a probe and then all his blood sucked up out of his yeah. body. So I think so. They're what I'm. That's why you were saying point, not my blood. What yeah. I'm seeing at this point is they're essentially they're obliterating some people, but they're they're capturing others they're and they're harvesting yeah. the blood of others. Yeah, and they're using that blood to essentially create you know roots on the planet. They're they're. Yeah, they're growing. It's everything. It's, gro it's covering everything. It's covering everything. It wasn't before, but it is no, now. It is so now. They've got enough. It's supply. like a second phase. Yeah, they've yeah. come to life now. Now they 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 take over. 
So what uh, they go, this is the Ray bit. puts a little blindfold over his daughter's yeah, eyes and says, and says look, just... you wait here, sing a song. I'm going in here to talk to this bloke. She, He shuts the door and kills him in the room, right? Yeah. Strangles him. We don't see it. No, you don't. We hear it. But, it, but it's a, it's, yeah. it's just assumed, basically, isn't it? Ray, uh, he's, after he's done that, he, they both fall asleep and wake up to a probe. The probe's right there, and he takes an axe to it, remember? He yeah. smashes it with the axe. And the, the aliens that were, that were stuffing around in the basement um, they hear the loud horn noise, and that, that's obviously a signal for them to get back in onto the ship. Yeah. Um, Rachel decides to run up out, out of there. She gets scared, runs away. Ray chases after her, but can't find her. Can't find her And anyway. he's thinking, where the hell has she gone? And he sees, that's when he sees the bloke get stabbed and his blood sucked out of him. Yeah. Um, the red mist is coming from all the tripods, and remember, he forming the roots. The, and everything. the, the yeah. weirdo called it fertilizer because they're basically yeah. using blood as fertilizer to bring the, yeah. the red roots to life. So the Oof. in the original novel, the tripod design the, this is based on his original description in the novel, right? right. Um, and he, I think he calls them he calls them Martian fighting machines because initially the novel said that they came from Mars, which back in eighteen ninety eight we thought who that knows was... who knows there could be aliens on Mars. We just yeah, didn't that's know, right? right? Yeah. Um, and now we have he an alien included the, the, the book includes the heat rays at the end of their arms. And also the alien's need for humans is also from the novel. So they've got no, apparently the Martians have no digestive organs and rely on the blood of their of the captured species for, for them to be nourished. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. So Wonderful that's why light. the red weed implied the reason why the surface of Mars appears to be red. There's another, that was implied in the book as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway, moving on, <coughs> the tripod tries to grab Ray. Do you remember he's sort of running, dodging? There's, like there's, there's a Humvee, and a, he grabs a whole bunch of grenades, yes. the, and, and he says, "Righto, take me up there." He gets he gets hooked up there, and they drop him into this little basket just below the little fuselage of the machine. Yeah, and Rachel's in there. He goes, "Ah, oh, here you are." He doesn't quite you know, <laughs> enjoy, but he's excited. <laughs> he sees her, but then what happens? He gets grabbed, and then they try to drag him up into the thing, actual... This thing starts basically picking people from the basket. Yeah. Sucking them through yeah. a, like a teat. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. But Very well done, though. I'll be but honest. what he does, he grabs his little little thing of grenades as yeah. well, and he's sort of taken up there. But another bloke goes, "Oh, come on, help me!" And they try to pull him out. Do you reckon they re- those other people realise that he's taken the no, grenades? I think they're just they're just They've trying just to pull him out. Like, oh, okay. A- right. And I think what happens they don't that, try and pull anyone else well, out. That period where they're trying to p- stop him from being sucked up, that gave him the opportunity to to then uh, to to to. Take Let the, the pins out of the go. ground. Because remember when he came down, do you notice he, he spits, spits out, out the pins? The pins. Yeah, and you're yeah, thinking, yeah. hang on, fire in the hole. And it does. It yeah. explodes. And bang. And, and then, that's uh, what brings it down. And they, they do actually fall. They fall down. How that's do they a, survive a, that? a long way. Long Plot way. hole. Yeah. Plot hole. Maybe, maybe. But anyway, bottom line, tripod. <laughs> see you later. And uh, crashes to the ground. Yeah. Next thing we see, uh, they're, they're walking into, arriving in Boston. And we do see, though, that the red roots are dying. Did you notice this? Yeah, they're, they're like turning a, white they, they turn into a powdery. Crisp. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're sort of, uh, they're not, not looking good. They also see a tripod that's crashed on its own. We're thinking, yeah. what the hell? And My initial thought is, yeah. what, what the hell's going on Ray, here? Because Ray, he just killed one of them. Yeah, Ray wants to know what's doing. Let's go, sir. Let's go, sir. Let's stop. Keep moving. Keep Excuse moving. me. Excuse me. What's happening? Did you guys take it down? No, sir. It was behaving erratically, walking in circles. Then it went down on its own about an hour ago. Now, please, let's go. Let's go. Keep moving. Come on. Don't stop. Do not stop. Let's go. Thank you. So, so Ray's killed one of them, and then the one of the other ones are behaving erratically, and it just yeah. it just falls over. Like what? Yeah. Like I'm struggling you, to understand what's going were on. Were you here. thinking that are they? If you kill one tripod, they're connected. That's or something, the only or? thing you can assume here because yeah, Ray's killed one, yeah. and it's, so my thought was well, that root system yeah. actually connects them all together. Ah, he's broken so it's the how chain. Yeah, it's well. how the, the the tripods are essentially connected and how he's broken the chain. But then Ray notices something and tries to point it out to the officers. Everybody, calm down. Get
So you hear what he was saying? He goes, the, the birds were landing like, on the top of it. The birds are landing there, so there's no, no shield. shield yeah. trying, it's so loud. There's a lot of army. Yeah. It's all happening, right? And they end up getting a rocket launcher and uh, yeah, bringing born. this puppy down. See you later. And uh, they all hammer it. Comes down. And then do you see when the, in the wreckage the, the, the hatch pops open and the alien hand drops down and thing, yeah. it dies. And it, it, it's like it turns. You see its face. It's like when it dies, it turns to stone. It just goes, just freezes. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. turn into dust like it no. killed the humans. Yeah, that's right. So the next thing, Ray and Rachel are at the in-laws. They're walking up the street to yeah. the in-laws' house in Boston. And they come out. Like they, the, mother the parents comes out. come out. The grandparents come this out. This scene frustrates the hell out of me, right? Why? Because the mother sees the sees the beautiful daughter. And she's like, oh, my God. She doesn't, like, at all mention, where's, where's Robbie? Robbie? She's yeah. like, she should be screaming, where's Robbie? Like, she should be out of her mind yeah. that her son is not there. Like, it frustrated the okay. hell out of me. So then when you saw that he was there. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> was that a nice little surprise? It's a him? nice surprise, but it's uh, it's not explained how the hell Robbie survived. Right. And so the, I like the moment, though, when, when Ray, his son, goes to him and Ray sort of holds him by the shoulders thinking, are you real? And then he hugs him. Yeah. So that's a nice moment. It's a reckon, nice uh, bond that yeah. is created there. So has Ray redeemed himself as being a reliable parent? Or I don't, did, how's would, he reliable? Would, would, the mother, would the mother say, you lost one of our yeah, children? exactly. Because <laughs> the mother would have spent, well, yeah. what do we think, it's a day? She spent a bit of time going, where's your daughter? Where's my daughter? Like yeah. she would have been screaming at Robbie. Yeah. So why? Yeah, okay. Well, uh, the if you're wondering how the aliens were killed, how the tripods stopped. Well, it's not made at all clear. It's not made clear until we hear this from our man, Morgan Freeman. Morgs. From the moment the invaders arrived, breathed our air, ate and drank, they were doomed. They were undone, destroyed, after all of man's weapons and devices had failed by the tiniest creatures that God and his wisdom put upon this earth. By the toll of a billion deaths, man had earned his immunity, his right to survive among this planet's infinite organisms. And that right is ours against all challenges, for neither do men live nor die in vain. So did you understand that explanation yeah, about fine. how bacteria totally. basically killed the aliens? It was just a weird thing to have yeah. as a voiceover at the end. Like I'm thinking, yeah. couldn't you have made that into the movie where you, where you expose that through labs or something? But then yeah. it was a two-hour movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're adding a half hour to a movie that doesn't need to be two and a half hours, maybe. right? I guess it can be done in a, in a voiceover. Why not? Plus, it's also quite a personal view. I've got some info on how Spielberg wanted to shoot it. I yeah. wish um, I wish they used a, a line like, in, in the end, our greatest defense force was our immune system. Yeah. Like, because that's <laughs> actually... So, but he does say, yes, even our our best weapons couldn't kill it, but the tiniest organism that's it. did. So. Yeah, that's amazing. And that, that's faithful to the book. Yeah, the book, right. Okay. That, that's what happens in the book. Interesting. Some lines here. Let's get to them. Here's a good one. This, this thing, this machine, it crawled out of the ground, started torturing everything. It's killing everybody. What is it? Is it terrorists? This came from someplace else. What do you mean, like Europe? No, Robbie, not like Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they come good from? Good one. Somewhere Idiot. else. What, like Europe? <laughs> not Europe. Uh, this is cool. This is a good line, too, when uh, Ray's making some food for his daughter. If we have to eat something, I'll go down and show you guys. Uh, teach you how to play some poker. A little five card stud. Maybe a little blackjack. I'm allergic to peanut butter. <laughs> Since when? Birth. <laughs> Such a great dad. Some of your best Whoopsie, dad. whoopsie. All right. How did so that good. happen? Some plot holes here. I think we've mentioned the fact that the dude with the video camera at the start, how the hell can you film everything when all yeah, the electronics were disabled? Yep. Um, the train. Did you remember this bit when, before they got on the ferry, the train came, remember the railway crossing, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it came fl- on The train flames. came flying through on fire. Yeah. And... Um, the thing with these trains is they're supposed to have a dead man switch. All trains have that, yeah. So they come to an emergency stop if the driver's incapacitated, um, and they would be if it's on fire, wouldn't they? They'd be. I assume so, it'd yeah. Be, uh, it would have okay. stopped. Okay. Maybe um, it was a metro Now, train. the theory driverless. that we, we do mention... Oh, okay, driverless, yeah, okay. We do mention... They do mention the fact that the theory is that the tripods had been buried many millions of years ago, however long... Yeah, like, you know, before humanity. Yeah, but don't you think in the 
colonization of the world and the growth of the population and building and everything that they wouldn't have found one of these things we have dug some pretty big holes in our time yeah there. i do reckon someone would have come across one and said what that is the a, hell I hadn't is thought this? Of that. i had not thought of that or if they had come across they couldn't explain what it was yeah it's weird don't you reckon yeah interesting yeah okay, okay. Film the book, The Earlier Versions. Right. Uh, Tim Robbins' line, it's not a war any more than it's a war between men and maggots, was actually from the novel. But in the novel, he uh, it was between men and ants. Did they not have the, maggots in the 1800s? I don't know. He chose to, to use ants rather than okay. maggots. Uh, the line was also used in the Orson Welles radio broadcast, the very famous one we mentioned in 1938. Um, in addition, uh, the news reporter's line, once they begin to move, no more news comes of that out of that area. That was taken from the 1953 version of the film. Uh, also taken from the original film were the similar scenes where you know where he chops off the probe with an axe, yep. uh, and he also um, shot the die the dying alien's arm is also part of the original as well. That's a sort of a nod to the original movie. Okay. The actual word alien and Martian never uttered in this movie. Even though they I don't think it needs the to original be. novel in eighteen ninety eight, they Does it mention know, those words. It mentions a lot? Mars. It says right. they, they came from Mars. It says they're Martians. So uh, the in the in the novel they they detect that the uh the, they detect the launch ships launching from the red planet and coming to Earth, and the idea that now today of course we know we've been to Mars and yeah. there's no aliens there. So what Spielberg decided to do was to okay we need to make it so that. They're not arriving here. They're already here. Oh, hang on. So yeah. in the book, yeah, there were they're ships not buried. Arrived. No, their ships arrived. It was arrived. more like a, yes. you know, so the instead like of Like Independence the, Day, where all the ships So arrived. instead of the storm, it's spaceships. Yes. And that's how they are. Oh, right. So he decided to have the alien I, ships. I like it. Yeah, I, I or be already good. here and just, just pump the drivers in there. Genius, Spielberg. Yeah. Genius. So he thought, because he felt that aliens arriving in spaceships had been done already, especially since Independence Day, those too. big movies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, George Lucas is, of course, good mates with Spielberg, and he put him onto what they call the pre-viz system. So, you know, when they make these big movies, they have storyboards, you know, Which where like, they, they draw uh, a little... strips where you go. Yeah, so they frame say, by right, frame, right, we want to do all this. Happen, yeah. What scene George, scene. George Lucas developed this pre-viz system, a pre-visualization system for when he was making Revenge of the Sith, which also came out in 2005. And so what they did, he he got him onto this system where rather than having to draw the the, the storyboards, they used this previous system where it's like a little crude animation Sounds of the more scene. Sounds complicated. Yeah, well, it it gives them a bit of, a better sense of what to expect in the scene. It's more oh, of a 3D. So while thing. it's more complicated to make, yeah, it gives them it gives you an more advantage. about that scene in the storyboard. And one of the reasons it was made so quickly too, the ten month production, I think, was helped by having this sort of previous gotcha. system as well. Gotcha. Um, now I mentioned how Spielberg wanted this movie to be to be shot to be to be done, and he wanted a more personalized version of the invasion. So that's right. why you don't see it's all seen from like a it's like a first person view of it. So it's very much focused from Ray and his family's perspective. Yeah. So there's no news broadcasts and bulletins, and there's no, no wide sweeping if, shots. When, the, when they ran into yeah. that news bulletin, people the the news crew, yeah, you could have shown news yeah. reports there. But they didn't. They chose not to do that. They yeah, chose okay. that we wanted to be a more personal experience. So he wanted it to be influenced like the amateur footage of 9-11. You know, all that amateur footage? Oh, right. People yep. shooting it from their and own I think, perspective. I think that, yeah. that it's executed well in, yeah. in those moments where Ray is blown away by what's happening. Remember he says to the girl yeah. in the news group, wait, there's, oh, there's more, more than, than one? one? Yeah. So it does feel very personal. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. So that's, uh, that was the difference there. Did you notice... Mm. Ray's 1966 Shelby Mustang GT 350H, black with gold stripes. Apparently only 1,001 were produced. Wow. And there were another 800 produced in black and gold. But the uh, original example sold at auction for about $200,000 about 10 years ago. Black and gold ones they make now, yeah. H is Hertz. They they run Hertz yeah. anyway. Yeah. I don't think that was a rental car. Yeah. Um, and so doing very well for a crane yeah. driver, hey. So having that sort of uh, mate, yeah, they, they get paid well on the old union. Did you also notice his watch? Oh, it's a beautiful his, watch. His Amiga watch. Okay, they range in price from five thousand to seven hundred and twenty-five. That is a lot of money. So he's driving a solid car and rocking a great watch. He's putting in a lot of overtime. Yeah, and the divorce hasn't <laughs> really hit him hard. <laughs> Maybe not. Three questions for Trev. Hit me. What happens with Ray's family and his son in particular? 
Um, I think he has a better relationship with his son, but you know they're back with the parents and, and with the mother, yeah. and you know Ray's, I don't think he hates him as much. I think Ray's eh? still building engines in the lounge room. Maybe, but I think this was like a bonding experience yeah. for him and his son. Yeah, the yeah. son's not uh, not not intentionally missing baseballs anymore. <laughs> uh, do you think? Question two: Do you think the tripods attacked Australia as well? They attacked everywhere. Everywhere, you yeah. reckon? There's a lot of wide open spaces in Australia where they can hide a tripod. Hey. That's very long, true. Long journey, though, to get back into the city, though, from the desert. Well, the tripod's just going to have a bit of a thing. Well, they're probably <laughs> going to die before they get there, knowing <coughs> what we know about it. Maybe. Could you have made a sequel to this movie? How? Well, I think it would be more, you know, if, if Tom Cruise is involved, it'd be more him getting part of the rebuilding efforts. There's some tripods still around, rebuilding the family. No, man, I'm what, already What bored. other threats are you out? No, no I'm sequel? already bored. All right. <laughs> Righto. That is War of the Worlds. Give us your wrap-up and your rating. The alien nature of this film did not uh, upset me as much as you might expect. Yep. Um, I enjoyed it because I think I enjoyed the fo- the the following it from their perspective. I did. Yeah. I think that was brilliant. It was sort of was, rooted in reality too. Yeah, rooted so. in reality. It was never overarching. There was never that was those big wide shots. It was. Yeah. yeah. It felt good. It felt that. It felt like I was following a story. So the whole basement alien thing was my my least favorite part. Okay. You know, with Tim Robbins, yeah. it was just a bit like I don't know. I just didn't feel right. But I, I, I enjoyed the movie, enjoyed the story. It's a seven and a half for me. Okay, yeah, I'm an eight point five. I rate the movie. You know, what I love about the movie is that it sounds good too. It's yeah, a it good is good. setup. Yeah, yeah. It really sounds good. There's a lot of great surround sound and. On the Dolby Atmos version too is actually quite powerful. Yeah, also, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. So yeah, I do enjoy the experience of watching this movie. Okay. So there, there you have it. That was our uh, War of the Worlds for you. Uh, shall we look forward to next week? Let's do it. Next week we're watching the Karate Kid. Yes. Have you? You've seen this? Saw this as a it? kid for sure. You saw it a long time ago. Yeah, like when it was out. Probably starring when was it out? Ra- uh, 1984. Starring yeah. Ralph Match. What were you three then, or what I are you going to say, eight. mate? Hey? Okay, right. Starring Ralph <laughs> Macchio, but directed by John G. Avildsen. Wax on, wax off. Yes, I remember that. But uh, here's your millionaire question: okay. What other famous sports film did oh, John G. Avildsen direct? Is it A. Major League, B. Any Given Sunday, C. Rocky, D. Rudy? Never heard of Rudy. It's not Rocky. Great movie. It's got to be Any Given Sunday. It's Rocky. Oh, come on. John G. Avildsen actually won a directing... No one's ever heard of him. Yes, he, he won an Oscar for Rocky. You're the only one that knows directors. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, I directors. Okay. That's why I ask you these questions, because I know you that's don't know the answer. not fair. Okay. Well, anyway, that's next week, Karate Kid, but we hope you enjoyed War of the Worlds. Trev, see you then. See you then.